the 132nd mass murder in America occurred today. Five, four more innocent people dead, plus the person wielding the weapon of war. While those who believe in the sanctity of life, who claim to believe in the sanctity of life, says there's nothing we can do. Australia did something about it. New Zealand did something about it. The UK did something about it. And now we are left alone because of our intransigence. Because of our intransigence. Think about this. Coming to you right now, Tori. Let me just finish this thought. Because of our intransigence, we have a healthcare system that kills people. We have a gun system that kills people. And we continue to do it over and over again. Folks, your vote matters and who you vote for matter. Tori, my dear brother. And the U.S. did something about it as well. You know, this, you know, we're living in the wild, wild west, and it's always been the wild, wild west. But, you know, a lot of, I watch a lot of old western movies, and in towns that had gun problems with, you know, just regular cowboys coming in on the weekends or whatever when the cows were coming through, you know, the sheriff would confiscate the guns. People couldn't walk around and open carry, you know, and go to the bars and have a good time for the weekend. They had to turn their guns in before they got drunk. So we've taken care of the problem here before, you know, in the context of having a full, robust constitution that allows guns. You know, there's ways to restrict things, and uh, we're just not doing it. You know, it is amazing because uh, uh, John Stewart interviewed, I don't remember the name of the guy out there in, uh, in the guy out there inside of uh, Oklahoma. And he said, the guy said, you can't restrict guns. It's a constitutional thing. We can't restrict guns. And then John Stewart says, uh, what other rights do we have in this country? The right to vote. But yet, in order to vote, you must register. In order to vote, you must have papers. In order to vote, there are all these restrictions that we put on this right that this inalienable right to the American, the American body politic, but somehow we can't do otherwise. Let's get Colby on the line. Colby, come on in. Colby, you're on. Uh, hi, uh, hi, Berto. How are you doing, uh, sir? Doing well. Uh, I just, uh, I want to preface this by saying that I am a gun owner. Good, good uh, for you. Uh, but uh, I, I have a suggestion of an approach to helping to address the gun violence issue, and that is uh, requiring uh, license and registration for guns and for rifles and pistols the same way you do for like a motorcycle or a car. Oh, you you hit, you know something? It's amazing that uh, you said that now, because on my way driving here, Colby, I also thought about one additional thing. And that is since somebody inadvertently kills somebody else, also force enforce that you have insurance, right? Because if you also have to have insurance on that gun, the insurance industry is going to make sure that they only allow those that are that logically can have a gun would you know can have a gun else you know what it costs i mean uh, i i agree with you 100 percent, colby i don't have a i don't have a gun 
I don't believe in guns, but I don't want to restrict you, Colby, because you have a gun for whatever reason you have a gun. I had somebody on my show, another host, um, Tim Black, on my show, and he said he has a gun because in his neighborhood, the cops come after the fact. And I can understand that. So go ahead, my dear brother. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I was also thinking that, uh, you know, if you do require license and registration, that, you know, you still have to address all the guns that are out there and already owned, right? So yes. I think you could potentially say, okay, everybody, you have two years or four years, some some arbitrary uh, period of time uh, to get a license. And if you don't, the, a buyback is possible. I Look, Colby, that is very sensible. Not only is that very sensible, I think most Americans would agree with that, except for the few percentage points of people who, I, you know, I just don't see their worship for the gun. But again, I try to see things through the eyes of others. I don't know what it is their, you know, uh, what is their worship of that piece of thing, because somehow they believe that they can fight the government. Uh, it's to prevent tyranny. I don't know how it prevents tyranny against an F-16. I, I don't know, you know, but you can tell me maybe. Well, uh, as far as I know, it hasn't prevented any tyranny in American history. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. But, uh, also, you know, they, 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 a lot of people act like the, the that particular part of the Bill of Rights is like the word of God or something. I know. And, and it's men. Men wrote that, and we have changed the document over time. And I, like you said, we put restrictions on the First Amendment. Yes. That totally makes sense for our protection, for our safety. And, uh, you know, you can put restrictions on the Second Amendment. Brother Colby, I appreciate your most... Uh, I mean, your your logical way of thinking, your pragmatic way of thinking, understanding that there are already a lot of guns out there, and how can we sort of bring them into a legal into a fold that is that makes a lot of sense? Look, thank you so kindly for calling. Anything else you'd like to say before we go, sir? Uh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you so kindly, Colby. All right, uh, let's go to Ray. Come on in, Ray. Hey, Alberto. How are you doing, my brother? I uh, I was just checking in with you. I heard I kind of caught when the what Kobe was talking about with the guns. I yes. figured that was kind of, you know, it's funny. I have a story that I could tell you real quick. I just moved in this neighborhood that I'm in, and uh, a gentleman was uh, accosted by a lady in the in the parking lot, and he was very distressed. Mm-hmm. And um, his reaction was to go get a gun right. and pop off a warning shot in the air. Then he called the police, and they ended up arresting him. Right. Now, I'm pressed to believe that he felt he was justified in shooting a warning shot, and I just want to say I felt like if he was a, if he was a person of a different uh, race or orientation, I can't prove that, it might have had a different result. But basically, he was feeling threatened. So he pulled his gun out to, to do the warning shot. But I say all that to say he basically had free access to buy that gun because he's in Texas. It's not like we have strict laws and right. standards for a person to own a gun. So how can you hold a person to an accountability standard for having a weapon that you don't have any regulations for? And then you want to penalize them for it attempting to protect themselves 
you know. Ray, you think sense. that is bad? There is a woman who went to jail. Her husband was an abuser. I think it was in, in Georgia. Her husband was an abuser. I heard that. And she yeah. fired a warning shot to, to shot a shoe of him off of her. And she spent several years in jail, as I recall. Uh, on t- I, I think she's out now after some sort of lean. I, I don't recall the entire story, but, um, you know, it, it, it is sad because a lot of the gun usage uh, is relative to, yes, your, your hue, if you will. I mean, that guy who shot the bullet in the air, he could have shot it into her. And probably if he shot it into her as she was accosting him, more than likely he wouldn't have been in trouble. But again, he shot it in the air. And I mean, it's it's the lo- this is Texas. This is a stand your ground state. Exactly. I thought you had the right to to use your gun as you see fit in protection. But well, I Alistair, see that obviously. Alistair Waters here in, in, the, in the chat, she says warning shots are illegal. So I guess you got to shoot. Yeah. The, if you want to shoot the person, shoot the person. That's better than warning shots. You want to say something, uh, Tori? <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to shoot your gun as a warning shot, shoot it into the ground, not into the air. You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of things, you know, windshields can get busted, all kind of stuff. You know, it just makes more sense to pop that cap into the that, dirt. But I guess I say that to y'all to say that. We have an uninformed public that has free access to guns, and yet people are just going out and buying them. You know, it's essentially the same as saying you can go and buy a car, you know, without any license or... or I under... Exactly. You hit That you can operate this vehicle, but guns... Yeah, just go. You can go buy a gun and pack a gun. You hit the nail on the head. Ray, thank you so kindly for calling. Anything quick you want to add before I go to Robert? Uh, no, sir. I'll keep listening. I appreciate y'all. I, I, I'm going to keep making sure that I catch your show. I know you're going to be on a different schedule or there's some kind of schedule debate. But, um, yeah, I'll keep listening, though. Thank I'm you, my brother. You. We'll talk. All right? Uh, all right. Take care now. All right. Let's go to Robert. Come on in, Robert. Hey. You know who this is? Huh? <laughs> is this my, uh, is this my yeah. buddy Robert from the board? Yeah. Talk to me, yeah. Robert. What's up? Well, you mentioned Nick Cooper, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to know that uh, you're going to do that. You're going to have him on. Uh, I wish I thought to uh, suggest make the suggestion. Um, you know, uh, just wanted to make a quick comment about that and encourage everyone to tune in that uh, when you have him because. Uh, that that's quite an issue. You know, those people, he included, have dedicated themselves for, for years. Right. Uh, I don't know if it extends into decades, but uh, to feed people. And uh, they're getting uh, all kinds of citations. And with that, I'll just say this, that um, I've written uh, Cast Tex Tatum, the council person and the mayor, uh-huh. and, and uh, as long as two weeks ago, and I haven't heard a word from either you're one. Not, you're not going to hear a word from them, Robert. The, the, the homeless are expendable as far as these politicians are concerned. If you take a listen, uh, we had a homeless person call in to the program on, I think, Tori, I think you were here. Last Monday, he called in. 
and he said he was happy that I was covering this subject, and he also said that, uh, as it turns out, uh, he wants other people to call, other homeless to call into the show, and you know, homeless is now not the, the bold thing to say, it's the unhoused. I just learned that. Uh-huh. Folks are starting to tell me, Egberta, please use unhoused, so I'm going to try to remember that in my nomenclature, but as it turns out, Robert, it is so important for us to give these people a voice because what's occurring in Houston is all these real estate moguls are coming out here, buying up all the cheap property, extend, increasing the price of these properties and moving the people out. Uh, I mean, the, the, their, their wages aren't going up commensurate with the, with the, the, the price increase in rent. So I said, no, 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 no. We are going to talk about this. We are going to talk about this over and over again. As long as I'm here on a community radio station, that's what I'm going to do. On my mm-hmm. internet station, that's what I always do. So that's where okay. we're going to be. Uh, anything Could else you want to add, sir? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned alcoholism today. Alcohol, yes. the use of alcohol. Um, I, I wish you would uh, consider doing some shows on that. That might be a uh, 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 well, you could figure a way to make it not seem so divergent from uh, maybe uh, your goals for for your program. But uh, it is politics, uh, uh, Robert. Alcohol. Mm-hmm. How we handle alcohol is also politics. You know, I try to tell people mm-hmm. politics is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, there's so much that's not said, and it goes undiscussed. And I, in my own personal life, uh, I'll go with this, that uh, I I learned uh, painfully that um, alcohol use uh, also leads to heart heart problems, which which I encountered. Right. And, uh, yeah. Well, look, brother, so, uh, anything else you want to add before I go on to the, to the, the guts of my program today? I, I just wanted to touch on these subjects, but you know, you guys own the I show. Know. So I, like I tell everybody yeah. that calls in, if you change the subject, it's your program, baby. Anything else yeah, you want well, to add? Yeah. No, just thank you for uh, allowing me. See you later. You have a great day, Robert. All right, folks. Uh, so, uh, b- by the way, I want to uh, acknowledge. Did you want to say something else? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, as long as we're on the gun thing, you know, uh, there's two sides to this issue, and we're not going to get it solved until we come to a consensus right. between the two sides. You know, the people that think of themselves as constitutionalists and the people that just don't want carnage in the streets, and. There's a difference between what happened in Australia and New Zealand and what could ever happen here. And the difference is that the people in Australia and New Zealand actually trust their government. Nobody here does that. And so how do we bring these two sides together? And uh, we're never going to get a consensus. Uh, The other side is afraid of basically uh, gun registries. And so how do we get guns off the street without having a gun registry? And the only thing I can come up with is a gun purchasing license. So it separates the ownership of a gun from a gun registry. And so to get a license to purchase a gun, you got to go through all the background checks. Maybe you need to buy insurance. I don't know. But, uh, you know, psychological profiling. But whatever goes into making a person safe to own a gun, 
gun. You know, you're not a gangster. Uh, a gun purchasing license. And then you use that license to go buy your gun. And then the gun doesn't get registered. I mean, it's the gun is still registered to whatever store it's bought from, Walmart or the right. pawn shop or whatever. And if people aren't... Uh, you know, if that gun winds up at a crime scene killing somebody, then it can go back to not only the people that sold the gun, but to the manufacturers. You know, the manufacturers need to be carrying insurance on all the people that get murdered. You know, they need to be paying out. Well, I, you know, you say manufacturer. I think I, I believe also in personal responsibility, right? And so I, I don't want to take the personal responsibility about from the person who's uh, who has that gun in their hands. Um, you know, the other thing, Torres, I don't know. I mean, when we make gun an issue, it seems like it's a big issue and some people are going to make votes on it. But how many people are out there where their passion for guns is as much as uh, as the loud, loud mouth people that you hear out there? I don't see that. I am in touch with thousands of people in every single district around the country, etc. And I don't see that there is this, this mass awareness. It's only when somebody puts it into their psyche that something is being taken away from you, a right is being taken away from you, that it's not really true. What they're doing is they, they motivate that part within our psyche that says, oh, we got to fight for this thing. Something that we probably never used, something that we probably never wanted, but because they're talking about taking away right. It's how the Republican system works as well. We're taking your rights away we're taking something away so then you act you act irrationally but anyhow folks uh let me tell you um please the carnage if you want the carnage to stop we have to get less guns on the streets you have more guns more gun use you have more drugs on the streets more drug use if you if you if you or have an educated population that learns about making choices, they'll make choices. You can't have a, you can't have an uneducated population at the same time that you're trying to do all these things. Let's get our act together with education. Let's get our act together with healthcare. Let's get our act together with the things that make humanness better here in the country. Healthcare ties directly into it. Absolutely. Because, you know, there's a lot of uh, unhealthy people out there, mentally unhealthy, Absolutely. that are using guns. Absolutely. And so uh, national healthcare, you know, with you know, that helps people with their psychological conditions. I mean, it's expensive. And it's you like said, public schools. I want to interrupt you because you said something that I, I don't want to forget. You said the difference between Australia and New Zealand is that they trust their government. We have a concerted plutocracy in America who tries to tell you not to trust your government. We have to get back into the position where we say government is we the people. To tell you, for you to say you don't trust government means you don't trust yourselves. Let's go ahead and take the responsibility to, to hire the government that we can trust because we are the ones who make government. We can't just sit back and say we don't trust government. We can't do that. We have to make government. And that's one of the things, that's one of the goals of what we're doing here, Tory. Stop fearing government and be government. Stop well, fearing we need democracy too. Yes. I mean, Australia and New Zealand have democracy. People have to vote in Australia. They get the day off. And, you know, there's just, you know, so many things lined up against 
democracy. We've never yet achieved democracy in this country. We have never been a democracy. Right. You know, we're making steps towards it, but it's just like uh, molasses. It's just slow. Exactly. So we need democracy. And Trust comes from that. You know, let me let me give a good example of the cynicism that occurs right now. And for, for, first of all, I want to welcome all our uh, online folks as well. Daniel Lado, Eric Hayes, Julie Henderson, Lee Grant, uh, Alistair Waters, uh, uh, Eric Hayes, E2247, John. Uh, we have a whole bunch of people online that are talking about the issues right now. I want to welcome all of you guys. But the, the cynicism on, of one of my concerns conservative brothers here on, on, on the chat. He says, uh, I, when, he hears me talking about we have to trust government because we must be the government. And he says, trust government, Tuskegee. And I know specifically why he chose Tuskegee, okay? I get it. But you know what? I could, I could, I could use a myriad of other examples that are probably even better than Tuskegee. Right. But um, the thing about it is it can only happen if we allow it to happen, Brother Ledo. And my goal is that let's make a better government. All right. Let's stop looking at the, the other guilt in somebody else. Let's stop looking at the other aisle and saying, and look, we have in the chat right now, half of the people are conservatives and they're talking. Look, let's keep talking and let's go ahead and make a difference. Let's make government work for everybody. Anyhow, uh, that that's what it's all about, folks. I am not interested in fighting my right-wingers. I'm interested in fighting the politicians that are creating havoc. But everybody else, I'm sorry. Uh, that is, uh, you're, 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 my, you're my brothers and sisters. Anyway, look, first, first order of the day, Governor Abbott is set to pardon a MAGA murderer. Once again, the party that proclaims itself, proclaims itself to be the party of law and order and one that believes in the sanctity of life proves all the talk is hot air. The Texas Tribune reported the following. Governor, Governor directed the Texas Board of Pardons and Parolees to consider recommending a pardon for Daniel Perry on Saturday, one day after a Travis County jury convicted the U.S. Army sergeant in the 2020 murder of Austin protester Garrett Foster. After 17 hours of deliberation and an eight-day trial, jurors Friday found Perry guilty of murder for shooting and killing. Foster, who was armed with an AK-47 as part of a group protesting police brutality. Perry, an Uber driver, had encountered the protest a few blocks from the Capitol in downtown Austin. Under pressure from conservatives, Abbott announced Saturday that he asked the parole board to review Perry's conviction and on an expedited basis, uh, at an expedited basis, that is, wow, you know, this guy just got convicted. And he wants it. Hurry up, guys. We want to get this guy freed. The Texas Constitution, he said, requires a parole board to recommend a pardon before a governor could act. That is true. The governor can't just act. The parole board has to act first. So who is, the, who is this convicted murderer that Abbott is intent on freeing? According to Austin police, Perry was driving for Uber when he stopped his car and honked at protesters as they walked through the streets. Seconds later, he drove his car into the crowd, police said. Foster, who was 28 year who was a 28-year-old white man 
and an Air Force veteran had been seen openly carrying an AK-47 rifle at the time, which was legal. There are conflicting accounts as to whether Foster raised the rifle to the driver before Perry, who was also legally armed, shot and killed Foster and fled the area, police said. He called the police and reported what happened, claiming he shot in self-defense after Foster aimed this weapon, its weapon at him. Perry is also a white man. Perry's defense argued that the shooting was justified under the state's stand-your-ground law, which allows deadly force to be used by those who feel they are in danger. Convicted murderer Daniel Perry previously wrote disturbing social media posts that indicate his violence was actually premeditated. The Texas Tribune reports the following. In June, when President Donald Trump tweeted that protesters, anarchists, agitators, looters, and lowlifes protesting in Oklahoma would face a much different scene than protesters in New York or Minneapolis, Perry responded from a now-deleted account with the username Knives from, uh, Knives from T. Rigu. The tweet read, Send them to Texas. We will show them why we say don't mess with Texas. That account was identified as being connected to Perry by Tribune of the People, which bills itself as a revolutionary news service. James Sassisnowski, a protester who witnessed the Foster shooting, said core disconnects and a lack of universal compassion for fellow people have divided the country. It's easy to be angry when reading those past tweets in the current context, he said in a text to the Tribune. We have to ask, how did we get here? What led this person to feel this way? We can blame police and racists all day long, but until we change the system, there will be no real difference. Folks, in Texas and other red states, it is clear that they want progressives to remain silent. But worse, it means, if it means murdering a lefty to keep them in line, so be it. Here we go. So this guy goes and he just kills somebody. And it's just like Rittenheimer in, in, in uh, Wisconsin. Rittenheimer in Wisconsin. Oh, I, we have video that shows nobody was about to shoot him sh or do anything to him. But he opened up with his AR-15 and shot dead two protesters. If you don't get it, you don't get it. There's a sect in this country that claim to believe in the sanctity of life that really just exposes death. Exposes death. Let's, let's not be fooled, folks. 713-526-5738. Extension number two to get on air right away. 713-526-5738. Extension number two. Your thoughts on this subject. Uh, when I when I saw or, or or listened to what this governor had to say, what he doesn't realize is what he's what he's doing is giving power to those who know that if they happen to kill somebody, as long as that person 
is a lefty. As long as that person support these policies that are to the left of what the, the minority of Texas wants. It is open season. It is open season on them. Some people may just let this go ahead into the thunder. But this is serious. This is dangerous. This is putting the crosshairs on most of the citizens of Texas. Don't think. Because again, like I said, most of Texas is progressive. Yes, we are run by, we're a red state because of the way voting works in this state. But this is a progressive state. We prove it, proved it over and over again. Earlier today, I heard on You Talk where uh, Steve, not, not Steve, but the guy who does the, the news, I forgot his name now. How could I possibly forget his name? He said, deep down, when you do everything, this is a progressive state. We've got to come together. We've got to come together. All right. Next subject, since I don't have any new calls on this particular subject, is Texas judge. I mean, Texas is prominent into the news today, um, <laughs> Tori. I mean, I don't know. A Texas judge takes away another right from all U.S. women. And notice I said all U.S. women. Because this goes far beyond Texas. It goes to every corner of this state. The 50 states that make up this wonderful country. Los Estados Unidos de América. Folks, it was not unexpected. U.S. District Judge Matthew Kasmarik, who is an appointee of Donald Trump, suspended the approval of the abortion pill Mephipristone. The AP reported the following. The federal judge who on Friday suspended approval of the abortion bill Methoprestone is a former Christian legal activist whose small courthouse in Amarillo, Texas has become a go-to destination for conservatives challenging Biden administration policies. U.S. District Judge Matthew Kaczmarek, an appointee of former Republican President Judge, had a long track record of opposing abortion and LGBTQ rights before the U.S. Senate con uh, confirmed him in 2019 to a life-tenured position as a federal judge. And the guy's a young guy, so he's going to be there for a very long time. Your vote matters. That is the reason you must vote in progressives going forward to correct the mistakes of hiring these charlatanes as judges not even the, the the rating agency for these judges believe he was worthwhile although his ruling on friday was preliminary and not on the merits of the case katsmarik indicated he thought the challenge was substantially likely to succeed he said the fda had ignored risks in approving the drug that's a drug that's out for more than 20-something years. That's a drug that is safer than Tylenol. That's a drug that is safer than Viagra. And he had the nerve to lie. A judge lied on the bench. That should be, that should be disqualifying. That should be disqualifying. He lied on the bench. The reporter, you know, Tory. I'm hearing about what Kazmarek has been doing, on, on, right? And he goes on the bench and he says this. After we have Tylenol, Viagra, and all these other things on the market. And he says, 
that it's likely to succeed because it's a dangerous drug. That's a lie. That's a judge lying on the bench. And we did not hear any of the mainstream media call it out for what it is, a lie. It's also the Federalist Society and the Cato Institute or Cato, uh, whatever they are, think tank. You know, these are extreme right wing think tanks. And these are the ones that are pushing these uh, super MAGA right wing judges. And, you know, their big agenda is, you know, above and beyond this issue is to keep black people from voting. I mean, that's why they're being put in place. This is the tip of the iceberg. They're major goal, and this is all delineated in that book, uh, Democracy in Chains by Nancy McLean. You know, they've got quite a few agendas. The top one is to keep black people from voting. But, you know, uh, they also are using the fundamentalist Christians uh, as because they don't they can't win elections without them. And so this is part of that scheme. And you know that the, the delineation is perfect, right? You get more, uh, you get more of the fundamentalists to uh, vote because we know they pre- predominantly vote to the right, and you get rid of uh, the black base because it predominantly votes to the left. The well, the Latino base, uh, you you got an interesting scenario there because it's a sixty forty split in many areas, which you know, I mean, there there's you, you, there's not much to do there. But, it, but that is a very great observation. Now, his ruling used language common in anti-abortion circles. My Stone, he said, is used to kill unborn humans. Okay, we're talking about mechanics here and he's bringing in unborn, kill unborn humans. That almost sounds like he's getting ready to put the fetus into personhood mode. And putting the fetus into personhood mode has a lot of legal ramifications. And I wonder, you know, uh, I'm going to pause there to bring up a caveat that people don't realize, right? Let's go ahead and start giving personhood to a fetus, uh, right? Let's give personhood to a fetus. Suddenly now, all those guys that are knocking up women... And women uh, have had to go to the doctors at their, on their own and take care of feeding themselves on their own. As soon as you do that, I hope all the guys around, all the men that are trying to control women's bodies, because remember, abortion is also an economic issue for women and men, but mostly for women. Once you talk about what these folks on the right are doing, Remember now that the impregnator is now going to have to support the impregnated before baby is born, which means you are responsible for the incubator, you're responsible for the, 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 the uh, fetus, you're in responsible for all of that. I mean, I don't t- tell you the truth of it, you know, when, when my wife was pregnant with my daughter, I took care of the fetus, I took care of my wife, I took care of all of that with gusto. That was my baby coming. But that's not how reality is for every pregnancy. That's not what the reality is for every woman. How dare me or you, Tori, as men, try to tell a woman what she can do something that she has to do on her own. Who, how dare 
men. How dare this lion judge? And that's what he is. He lied on the bench. He lied on the bench. He disclaimed the use of the word fetuses as inaccurately describing unborn humans. Noting that they may be, might be persons entitled to equal protection rights, he also describes some of the defense arguments as supporting eugenics. But he forgets, he forgets that these are the same people who don't want to pass policies for child care. They are the same people that don't want to file policies for good health care. They are the same people that don't want to file policies for, uh, for uh, basic income. Things that keep people human, born people alive. These are things that keep people alive now and they are fighting against it. But they go will go hell over hills for a blastosis. A sight, a sight, you know, I mean, it, it, is, it is amazing. Kasmaric called Roe versus Wade a ruling in which seven justices of the Supreme Court found an unwritten fundamental right to abortion hiding in the due process clause of the 14th Amendment and the shadowy penumbras of the Bill of Rights. A celestial phenomenon invisible to the non-lawyer eye. That's a dangerous judge. That's a lying judge. That's a judge that does not belong on the bench. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Persuasive Barrier uh, is in the house. Lee Grant is in the house now. Uh, wow, we have a lot of people coming in. Ken, Ken F. is in the house. Thank you guys all for joining uh, the program. Let's go to Ernie. Ernie, come on in, my dear brother. How you doing, brother? I am doing fine, sir. Talk to me. All right, uh... I've always been, uh, let me state this first, that I am Catholic, mm -hmm. and according to my religious beliefs, I should be against abortion. But yes. I'm a firm believer that there's at least one exception to any rule, including especially this one. But my concern is, they keep talking that uh, these kids have, you know, it, my question is, are you against sex education in the schools? If the parents are going to teach it, shouldn't, if they're going to hold this, the government or state responsible, shouldn't it be sex education in school and shouldn't it start in like junior high? Oh, my God, Ernie, you know, you're too smart. Why, 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 are, you, why are you even in the discussion? You're too darn smart, Ernie. Ernie, you're too smart. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something. All the things that would make life better. Teaching about contraception, teaching about safe sex, teaching about all these things that would prevent the necessity of abortion because we wouldn't have conception. Those are the things that these, these right to lifers, supposedly, they're really the right, they're not right to lifers, really, because they well, don't. Well, there is, let, let, let me interrupt you real quick. There's not just them, but there's, that, there's a lot of people that I know, be they conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, or yes. whatever have said that, well, if you teach them sex education, that's like giving them permission to go have, you're just telling them that they can go have sex. They have They're permission. Sex whether they even ask Thank you, you. Or not. Ernie, like I said, you're too darn smart. All right? Okay. Because that... Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I want to tell you something. Yes. Um, uh, I'm, I, I don't know. I might be considered, considered a liberal in, in, or conservative. Well, I'd be a liberal in Texas, but a conservative in California. Right. my beliefs that I have. Uh, I just... As, you know, as much as I might be against abortion, yes, because I think it's killing. But then again, 
as a as a as a very Christian person, one of the things that beliefs about being a Christian is you have to you have to abide by the the laws of that country. Right. But also, I'm against the death penalty, and the reason I'm against the death penalty same is reason. My Lord and Savior was because of the death, the capital punishment. My Lord and Savior was nailed to a cross and watched to die. All right, so that's why I'm against. Okay, Ernie. Yeah, so I mean, but abortion. I get it. Go ahead. I get it, Ernie. Let me tell you something. All right, you are what I call a true Christian, a pragmatist. You may not believe, uh, you, you you may not believe what others believe, but you're not going to hold others accountable. They they will and they'll have to. If you're right, they'll have to answer to their God for whatever it is that they did. But if you're wrong, they won't. I mean, the thing about it is, we have to be. We have to leave into women's domain what belongs to women's domain and that you can be a Christian, a, a true Christian. And yes, you sound conservative to me, my brother, but that's good. I have a lot of conservatives in my, in my room right now and in my family as well. We all live together. Well, man. You know, uh, uh, the, other, you know, the other thing is uh, you, you don't have to be a, a Christian to believe in that killing is wrong. I agree. I believe killing wrong. is wrong. That, you know, that, that, these are just you know, you know uh, morals. Morals. The, the Christians or Muslims or any other faith doesn't have a stranglehold on what morals are. Ernie, you're and, right. And and it's it's just uh, I uh you know uh I I, I try according to our constitution you have we have the we have the right to disagree or agree whatever and such it's, as long as you're not breaking as I consider one of the Ten Commandments, or what would be considered normal behavior, you have the right, it's like a racist. A racist has the right to exist in this country. It's racist actions that are against the law. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I always tell people we can't change somebody's heart, but we can change the law. (laughs) We can't change your heart, but we can change the law. You you can't pass laws to... To uh, mitigate the heart. Yeah, it's just you have to accept people for what they are and let them do it. But then again, I know people that are racist that they've never, they actually committed what would be considered uh, they actually gave a promotion to the person that they didn't know that uh, was the best person for the job and deserved the job, and it was to a black woman. And all his all his gentlemen friends said, well, "What does that mean?" First, he said, "I mean, she's your boss, and she's going to have you have to do what she says, or I'm gonna, you're going to have to answer to me." There you go. You know, and I mean, he 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 didn't. He didn't hate blacks, so he just didn't care to be around them or anything like that. Look, the, 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 comes, the, the race issue is a very complicated thing. That's not what we're talking today, today, Ernie, but you are so right. I like the way you think. I'm going I'm to call you a conservative, brother, but I love the way that you think. All right? I, I'm a veteran, and I consider myself an American. I, here you, go. And you know that first and foremost, thank you for your service. And yes, we are all Americans, and you are a good servant American. Thank you, Ernie, for calling. Keep listening, sharing as well. Okay, brother? Got you. Have Take a good day. Bye-bye. You too now. Let's go to... Come on in, B. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing fine. Talk to me, my friend. So I just wanted to... Uh, I heard the last... You said that he was a Catholic. I myself was raised uh, Roman Catholic, mm-hmm. and uh, I think a lot of people need to learn about uh, the death of Savita Halapanavar. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I said that correctly, but uh, her death caused Ireland, which is one of the most hardcore Catholic countries in the world, to re-examine their laws on abortion and change their constitution. She was a young dentist who. Uh, 
had a miscarriage and um, she was not legally allowed an abortion by the doctors because they still detected a heartbeat and it caused her to uh, develop sepsis and die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to say she was around 34 years old, which wow. is a travesty. And uh, um, I, I just, I also agree with you that as a, as a, you know, as a man, somebody will never have to make the choice of carrying a, a life to term. My opinion is irrelevant, but if you examine uh, a lot of different aspects, I think opposing abortion is wrong on a. Uh, ethical level, on a religious level, on just about every level. On an economic level. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I was born uh, or I was raised Roman Catholic, and a lot of people, you know, don't realize that um, there's, the Bible does not mention abortion nope. uh, at any point in time. Uh, so if you really want to understand what their views would have been, you kind of have to look at Judaism, which. Uh, specifically believe that um, you're not a person until your first breath. There you go. And in the Talmud, uh, there's a, uh, a line which says that within a certain period of time, a fetus is essentially no different from water. And then if you look at, uh, I believe it's Deuteronomy, uh, they actually have a story which is about two men. Uh, they say if two men are fighting, they strike a pregnant woman and it causes the death of a fetus at that point they're supposed to pay a fine to the to the man but if they kill the woman or they injure her then it's a life for life uh you know a limb for a limb eye for right. an eye so that right there that's in the bible and that specifically points to the fact that it considers the life of the woman Uh, to be the most important aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. That is a very good point that you've just brought up. Look, B, thank you for your sensible comments, your civility, your knowledge, as well as your intellect, brother. Thank you so kindly for calling in. Thank you. Have a good one. You too now. Uh, folks, uh, let me tell you, this is, a, that, this is always going to be a touchy subject, right? It's always going to be a touchy subject. But I, in this case, will always defer to women and I think it is time for well I, I it's not uh, you know it's women have to assert themselves you know you there are more women than men in this country it is your world uh, I mean <laughs> I don't know what else to say I don't know what else to say anyhow folks we are coming down close to the end of the show actually to the end of the show i didn't get to all of my uh topics today i missed one topic uh but please go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter and it's all written up there that you can follow what we got through thank you so kindly for your ears thank you so kindly for going to kpft.org support the program hit the donate my name is egberto willies this is politics done right and you guys know how i end this baby i am what out we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand we try to find those little nitpicks where 
uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.